0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky.
1: And I am Leah.
0: And joining us for this episode are podcast contributors Heather and Rachel. Hi, guys. Oh, hello. They're all salty at me.
1: They're a little salty.
0: But I have reasons. I have. (laughs) I have reasons. I challenged them on this episode. So we're doing a character chat this time. And mm-hmm. we picked the character um, characteristic of a protector, but I did not allow them to pick typical protector characters. So on he this episode cool on a power trip, it wasn't a power trip. There was a reason. So on this episode of buzzing about romance, we are going to talk about protective romances, but we kind of niched it down. And we're not going to give you the typical security force romance options. These might be bodyguards, but not someone that is part of a security force um, or police force or government protection agency. Instead, these will be everyday types of heroes that have a protective nature towards their heroine. So one of the things that we talk about a lot of romance is everybody's like... Toucher and die kind of feels like they like the growly hero. And, um, but a lot of times when I say, Oh, give me an over the top protective hero. Everyone's automatic first thought is, Oh, you know, so-and-so from that f- security force, or, you know, I have, um, the KGI series from Maya Banks. Those guys are over the top protective. However, most of them are former military. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was training involved and it wasn't, I'm not saying it's not a character trait, but it's more of an inbredded habit and, you know, like we wanted
1: to, We wanted to go outside the box a little bit.
0: So we're going to share some of our favorites of... Main characters that exhibit protective vibes, um, you know, that touch her and die kind of thing. So when I say give me a a protective hero, Rachel, what's your automatic go-to? So for me, I think
2: I get caught up if someone says a protector romance, which to me typically does mean like security force all of that kind of stuff but then protective hero since i read so much of that i do always go towards like some type of more like romantic suspense it ends up being like a security force someone who's active duty military a cop a firefighter something like that since i read so many i was surprised when i was like going through and you know getting rid of like everything i read basically (laughs) how how many actually aren't in the things that becky made us exclude so i i do have some recommendations because yeah rachel texted me
1: rachel texted me tonight and she's like i don't know what books to pick so i explained it how you and i were thinking it out earlier this week and she's like okay and then i was like here i'll well, send you becky's some. list if i said on
3: saturday i was having the same dilemma i i like had created my list and then i had to go back and take double check off all my hotties that i like
1: mm-hmm.
0: well and i specifically so when we go and start talking trope talks lee and i will be like oh who would fit into that trope talk who Who would be, you know, who reads a lot of those styles of tropes? Or who likes that kind of character? And I very specifically picked you two for this (laughs) trope, knowing that all along I was going to make it a challenge for you. Because I know you like these heroes. Mm -hmm. And when I say, hey, you know, give me your over-the-top protective hero, I'm going to get a Susan Stoker. I'm going to get a Riley Edwards. And I needed you guys to think outside the box to kind of show our listeners that not everything falls into a specific checkbox, that Mm -hmm. you can look at character traits or tropes a little differently, and you might like the traits of a protective hero, but they all don't have to be military. They all don't have to be police force. And in recent months there's been a lot of conversation about romance's love affair with police and Ooh. you know if it is creating some issues in the real world, kind of that romanticizing cops kind of thing. And um you know in a way yes, you know cuz I'm telling you <laughs> I live in a small town and none of my police officers look like, half the guys I imagine that, like, I think a tattered oh, and torn by Catherine Cow, I am fairly certain. No one looks like that on our fire department. Looks like.
1: No. Oh, no. No. No.
3: I unfortunately uh, got to spend Friday night <laughs> with a sheriff. And no, it is not <laughs> romance material novel material. well and you you've met a baby cop too and a baby cop very baby
0: <laughs> so i think that by saying you know protector romances so if you are somebody that reads a lot of suspense and leah's society secret society of romantic suspense sisters they um you know everybody's like oh yeah go for riley edwards go for susan Sirker. If you like those characters, what I'm saying is, is here are some other authors with other types of characters that you might not have thought of when you're looking for that protective growly over the top hero. So does that make sense now? Yes. Mm-hmm. And y'all hate me less now? We don't hate you. We just <laughs> they would to never go back hated through a
3: real deep dive on the Goodreads. It was just <laughs> harder. <laughs>
1: Because we are, made you think
0: are you still like because i am mad every time still we do salty? one of these character traits or one of these trope talks i get mad at past becky for not being better with her Goodreads. Oh, i get
1: so mad at past leah oh although have,
0: presently i looked at my Goodreads. it is hysterical a hot mess
2: like i have a hockey romance bookshelf which is like mostly up to date and then everything else is just like, I made shelves and put like five books on them.
0: <laughs> and I, actually, I have
2: like 20, 2,400 read books on Goodreads. And I and have not shelved any of them.
1: I actually t- took like a half an hour the other day. It was shelving and reshelving on Goodreads because I was getting mad because of this damn talk. dog. <laughs>
0: So welcome.
1: I'm like, past Leah needed to do better. But present and future Leah doesn't do that great
2: of a job either.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, so one of the things that came up in our discussion about what we were looking for in these kind of characters is the emotional protector versus the physical protector. And I think that they both can be really dynamic characters. Mm -hmm. So if I say emotional protector... What kind of hero are we looking for?
3: I would say a little grumpy. Seems like they're not grump like they're grumpy to like the outside world, but not necessarily her like that Uber like kind of the touch her and die vibe. Like you know, yeah. Well, when I, I think
1: the emotional, like I think it like. Where the hero, like for the hero, the emotional protector hero, where the heroine has like not the best home life or family life, and so she might not have the most self confidence when it comes to certain things, and he, he stands beside her when she just like makes the choice or finds the strength to stand up for herself in those moments, and he doesn't like he protects her in such a way that like if she needs him to lay down the law and be like you are never seeing her speaking to her again. she he's he'll do that, but he is there to 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 have her know and understand that she is capable and able to take control of those situations herself.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah for me, it it's like the heroine needs to be going through something something's mm-hmm. going on in her life. she needs, support in some way whether it's just emotional support support as she's like dealing with family issues maybe she needs a job she needs help because like she's a single mom or something like that like that's when it's more emotional for me
0: yeah okay so when we say a physical protector not these are not going to be heroes that carry guns
1: (laughs) I mean, they might be for this episode.
0: Well, they could be if they, you know, are in the maybe mob. not legally, right? <laughs> so, when I say a physical protector, what kinds of things are we expecting that character to do or to have?
1: Well, he's gonna protect her. Like he will throw down and literally cut somebody if they like go after her.
2: Yeah, usually that. The heroine's in danger of some sort. Like she actually needs physical protection mm-hmm. because otherwise it's just kind of weird. Like if no one is trying to harm her, it's yeah. like, calm, calm down, please.
1: Well, because then it gets in that that weird
2: stage for it's like it's too not too so possessive, sexy. not cute. Yeah.
0: So, is there a line between that protective hero and a possessive hero?
1: Yes, I think when the jealousy, I don't mind a jealous hero. I think when the jealousy gets to the stage where they are almost looking for an issue, then it gets to be too much. Like, I don't mind it when the hero doesn't like when his friends hug his heroine. Like, that doesn't bug me. Cause he's like, get the fuck off of her. She's behind, but the, like the friends do it to annoy him. Like they don't do it maliciously. Like I don't like it when they, they find reasons to go beat somebody up.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. so what, what about we- you for a physical protector
1: or emotional? You didn't, you didn't chime in on that one. Either. Um,
0: emotional it's kind of what you said, protecting maybe something in her past or something emotional that is a trigger for her, a damage. Um, you know, I kind of used uh, the hero from Never With Me by Kaylee Ryan. Mm-hmm.
2: The heroine
0: had a terrible home family life in her past. And oh. certain types of touches were really triggering for her. And so the yeah. Hero went out of his way to say, you know... Can I touch your wrists? Can I hold your arm? Because her dad was very physical and her ex-boyfriend was very physical. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of, to me, is emotionally protecting her. Like, he's going out of his way to find out what her triggers are and to say, where are your lines? Like, it's not so much about, like, putting her in a bubble and keeping her safe. It's more about communication between the two of them. So I think that an emotional protector is going to be really good at communication. You aren't going to see a miscommunication with trope within a book with one of those. And then um, a physical protector stands in the way of harm. And it doesn't have to be, you know, typical. It can be, I just read over the weekend and I'll talk about it during my book of the week, but it's a Hollywood norm romance And he steps in the front of.
3: Mm -hmm. Keep going. He steps in front of
0: danger. And, you know, that was protective. He put himself between her and, you know, whatever.
1: And things. Things. And things that were happening. I, the Heather's yelling at me
0: because she thinks I'm spoiling it, but I'm not.
1: She's not because she uh, spoiled it for me. Doing that doesn't spoil it.
0: I have
3: a theme in mind. I realize, like, they all act like I think sometimes when women are going through something, people just assume that they know what they need instead of asking them what they're needing. Mm-hmm. All of my heroes actually ask. What what do you need? And they, like, listened what they're needing. And I appreciate that.
0: So what is it about a protector-styled character that speaks to your soul? Why are you drawn to these types of books? And it can be your traditional security force even, but what is it about these types of heroes that draw you in? Hmm.
1: I just, it's I just the care love them. for me.
0: It's the it's, care.
1: It's the fact that they want their heroine to, to be the best part of themselves. Like they want the best part of their heroine to be like, because they, they recognize, like, with the heroines, with the emotional, like the emotional protectors, like they recognize the heroine's strengths and they want her to see those strengths herself. So they, they bring all their best qualities out and also like who wouldn't want somebody to, to step in. Like if you're in danger, like that's hot.
2: Yeah. I think for me, Becky, it's like what you said with the care. And Mm -hmm. also I think as women, like we just take a lot on, Mm -hmm. we just take a lot on and it's nice to like, read about a hero whose goal is to take stuff off of the heroine's plate yeah whether it be like emotionally or physically or whatever like they kind of want to take away some of that worry
3: I think what um kind of piggybacking off what Rachel said um it's like a decision making fatigue piece that we make so many decisions and oftentimes not that they just come in and like bulldoze but they take decision making out of it like you know what I mean like they just do what is like best for her and she doesn't have to make that decision so, yeah I that agree. to me is like whew.
0: well it's that you know a lot of times yeah I've been married a long time and I want to I often scream read a room read a room what what's happening here read the room And a lot of times these protector characters have read the room and are now taking action to solve the problems in the room. And it's kind of like what you said, Heather, it's that decision fatigue. You know, we make choices of, you know, what we're having for dinner, when the family's leaving the house, what, what, who needs new tennis shoes? Like, we as moms and women tend to make those decisions more often. Well... And that's one thing I
1: like in like a single mom romance, sometimes where like, where it is that protective nature where she's so overwhelmed. And he's like, I will go pick up so and so I will do this, I will do this, you focus on these three things, and I will take care of everything else.
0: I mean, I would hump someone's leg if they walked through the door with dinner and was like, look, I took care of dinner you know
1: uh, i mean that might be tmi but
0: goal uh, i actually
3: just said that tonight we were talking and he's like what do you want to have for dinner and i said if i have to make a decision everyone's eating popcorn or cereal so the decision is yours
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i get that i <laughs> i knew what tonight was for dinner but a lot of nights are like what are you making for dinner what do you want for dinner I don't know. DoorDash, here you come.
1: Honestly, that's why I started making a menu because that is one thing that I just fucking hate. Because it's, it's just, it's stressful. Like I want somebody to take that off of my plate on a daily basis.
0: So in these romances, what is something that can miss with these types of characters? Sometimes what doesn't work in these books? For and they me, don't listen. They don't listen. I also feel like because a lot of my guys are kind of like mafia or anti hero style. Mm-hmm. So there tends to be some isolation to well, for and, the heroine. Uh,
1: and sometimes they they almost take it too far. Like they almost like they don't want to be controlling, but they almost they almost they toe that line of control sometimes. Which in my romance, like, it doesn't bug me as much. But, like, naturally, if that was a real-life situation, like, I'd have a lot of problems with it.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay, so now we're going to get to book recs. The goal Mm -hmm. is three to four, but we have some time. So if we only give one or two key points quickly, the more books you can recommend. Okay.
3: We hear what you're what you're saying. Do you hear what I'm saying? We'll, we'll no book reports tonight. Quickly.
0: No book okay. reports. <laughs> I know everybody's got a list. Um, <clears throat> so I will kick it off because I hope that I picked some unexpected choices. But I'm going to get some of my authors that I always talk about out of the way first. So I picked two heroes from the Tennessee Titans series, Baden and Gage by Sawyer-Bennett. Baden Baden is Go an emotional tight. protector if you think about these, that grocery store uns, scene.
1: These are unexpected.
0: They are unexpected. Shut up. Um, time out.
3: It's not Tennessee, it's Philadelphia. Oh, it's
0: it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sorry. It's Pittsburgh. It okay, okay just, it's Rachel's fault at my because tea. I saw her okay, earlier it's today.
2: Fine. Go Titans, even though they lost today. It's
0: fine. I saw Rachel earlier today, and I was like, I really like her fuzzy sweater that she's wearing.
1: Okay, but anyway, so the Pittsburgh okay, Titans, Pittsburgh which again, Pittsburgh Titans. not
0: unexpected
1: here, but Baden
0: anyway. engaged by Sawyer Bennett. Baden oh. is an emotional protector, but he is not a control freak. He does not try to take over, but he technically is also a physical protector because when the accident happened. Yeah. And how they met in the best book ever written, Wild. Um I wonder he how
1: you physically were just that in tonight
0: protects her and steps in the way from her being harmed to his own detriment. Yeah. And Gage's heroine, again, he is an emotional protector. He isn't trying to shelter her. He is simply trying to, you know, be a support for her. And he protects her and you know, really opens up himself to her in the process. So those are my first two. Um, what about you, Heather? Who you got?
3: Um, my first one is uh, um, MC. So it is Barrick, and it is, um, he is Motorcycle Club. It's by J.D. Hart, I believe. Um, he meets Tessa in a club and she there's some trigger warnings so if you can't handle um like kidnapping and sexual assault and this isn't your book there's a interconnected series but he's like ultra protective of her um emotionally and physically um and he works to get a vendetta for her uh very he's very gentle and he was a playboy good on Ku,
0: know On Ku, um, Rachel, what you got?
2: Um. So first, I am going to go with, um, Knox Eden from Juniper Hill by Devney Perry.
0: Oh, that's a good one. He
2: is a definite emotional protector. Um, Memphis is a single mom, and while he's very hesitant at first, he eventually like. Kind of tries to take all of her worries away. And I just absolutely love him. Um, The books in KU, it's the second in a series. Definitely recommend it.
0: Yeah. I I agree with that choice. Good choice. Who you got, Leah?
1: Okay, so my first one is Remember Ramsey by Cynthia Eden. So Ramsey is anti-hero, like to the max. Like he is... He is not really a good guy, but he is inherently a good guy. And he does everything he can to protect Whitney, his heroine from his past, from what he thinks is not what anybody should be a part of. Like he constantly talks about how he is not a good guy and like, she should not be a part of his life. But then when things happen to her, he, he will burn the world to the ground <laughs> to make sure that she is safe. And I just, I just love that about him, but it's one of those things where he, he's not so much the emotional protector, like she is more the emotional protection in that because like she guards like his heart for him, but he protects her with everything he has.
0: Okay. So next for me is stone cold notes by Julia Wolf. Now, this is probably the extreme of protector romances without being part of a security force. So they have a missed connection, and he still thinks about her daily and basically stalks her. And it's a rock star romance. It's a real bodied heroine done exceptionally well. Julia Wolf does a main, does an amazing job with plus size heroines. And um he puts things in place to protect her from, you know, to help. She's a single mom and to make her life a little easier. But she doesn't know that he's doing it because he's stalking her. Mm. But then they end up together and it's delightful and it's sexy. And I like a stalker. And he,
1: and he stalks her.
0: And he stalks her. <laughs> what do you got, Heather?
3: Um, I have uh, hard luck. It is from the St. Louis Maverick series uh, by Kat Mazera and Brenda Rothart. Um, his name is Constantine, and he is a goalie. And it is, um, he's from Russia, and he has kind of a checkered past. We've met him before. Some things go down. And then there is Lucy, and Lucy is one of his best friend's little sister and she just kind of shows up and um, she has a her ex is stalking her and there's some stuff and he really um he's gets some, like so he's a physical protector but he's also very emotionally protective because her brother is going through something so not only is he protective of Lucy but he's also very protective of her brother um and if you have not read the Maverick series it is one of my favorites. Uh, it's very emotional series, but very, very good.
0: Very well done series.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Okay, rates. What you got?
2: Um, betting blind by Lauren Beeson. It's the first book in the betting on love series. Um, Jack is a bar owner, and Cassidy walks into the bar with that has a pretty bad reputation and some you know, not so savory characters and he gives her a job and it's total grumpy sunshine. He protects her obviously from everything in the bar. There's some other shady stuff going on with his brother and outside of work. And he's just overall super protective of her because she's a little, she's just very (laughs) sunshiny and is not always prepared for everything else. For the real world. (laughs) (laughs) uh what you got leah
1: okay so my next one is claim and protect by renna morgan this is book three in her men of haven series um that whole
0: series but that whole series
1: but there's something about trevor and natalie's story that really just gets to you because natalie is a single mom but her ex is a not a good guy like not he's good the news dentist at all. from hell like he's, he's the, the dentist, dentist from, from
0: little horse uh little shop before of of that gets murdered but like it's him in real life
1: yeah he's not a good guy but so natalie is working at the bar to make money because she used to be a nurse and then like some shitty stuff happened and she's it's just, it's such a good book. Like, but Trevor is so sweet with her little boy and it's just adorable relationship and like how he protects him through all of it. And that's part of it too. Like there's that added element of him being like standing in front of Natalie, like when the bad stuff is happening, but allowing her to, to continue to to make the decisions and choices that she needs to. But then he is like right there for- the little guy too such a good series
0: that is such a good series um so i'm going to recommend an author because she has two series that i think fit most of the heroes in the book fit this and that's author carrie and ryan the wilder brothers they are all very much protectors both Mm -hmm. physical Mm -hmm. and emotional Mm -hmm. even though sometimes they do really make really stupid choices (laughs) um but one way back to me, he protects her physically. He also protects her emotionally. But then as I was starting to go through Carrie Ann's books and I was looking at the Montgomery's, those guys, "I'm um, Wrapped in Ink, I think is a phenomenal one because the heroine is dealing with the chronic illness of lupus and all that goes into that. And the hero, he cares for her. But he's also protecting her. You know, he's making sure that she has all that she needs. Um, And in this instant, instead of being the -the over-the-top Crowley protector, he's the caregiver protector. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, if you have a chronic illness, to have that person that says, yeah, you need to take and lay down, go lay down. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty freaking sexy. So Mm -hmm. um, I just like Carrie and Ryan. Maybe I'm in a bit of a fan stage right now who knows <laughs> what do you got heather
3: um i have uh the enforcer so it's a mafia store uh mafia series it's the chicago Bratva series uh by renee rose um and the enforcer is oleg and story so oleg is a giant enforcer um and he was in a russian prison and they cut out his tongue so he um, is not able to speak. Story is a up and coming musician in Chicago. And he is like obsessed with her. Everyone else is afraid of Oleg and um, Story is not. Um, Oleg's past comes in to kind of, um, kind of threatens Story and he just automatically protects her. So he is the physical protector Um, But Story is the emotional protector of um, Oleg. And so she kind of becomes really like ticked off at the rest of the mafia, that they aren't trying to help Oleg communicate. And she learns sign language. And it's just a really great book. Actually, the full series. I love it. That
0: series is on my TBR. I need to make time to get to that.
3: There's a few
2: in the series that...
0: Just profound. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Rach, right. What you got for
2: us? Um, Sam from Rise of the King by Bella Matthews. Mm-hmm. It's in KU. He is the like new head of the mafia, and he protects Amelia like with everything he has. Um, she's got quite the past, and he would just burn down the world for her, like. I love him so much. And I don't want to spoil anything because it can get pretty spoilery very fast. So I'll just say that he is, like, the ultimate protector of Amelia and really everyone in his life.
0: Didn't you just read that one recently, Leah?
1: No, I read the second
0: book. Okay.
1: But he's in... I he's in the last book of the previous series and then yes. he's in like those books too so like you know i didn't read their book but you get enough from no. the other two books like you know he will burn the world to the ground because he would do it for his little brother and that's the big yes. thing like he's like family is such an important part of his life
0: okay sounds like i need to read this
3: yeah i like i need to write that series
0: <laughs> they're
1: very good
3: and yeah maybe we should do a quick shot of that
0: we've been looking for titles
1: (laughs) i we we could totally do that i i am on board with that because that one is actually on my kindle i just haven't gotten to it yet
0: okay leah what's your because it
1: came out in a month that i already had a book so i couldn't read it
0: (laughs) this urine stuff is killing us
1: okay leah what do you got okay um my next one is until jinx by mary b moore so Jinx and Sienna knew each other in high school and something happened in Sienna. There was an incident and Sienna was attacked. Um, And so she moves away and disappears for a while because the two of them have like a moment, like they have a connection, but then all of this happens. And so Sienna has moved back to the town and they reconnect when he is going to do her tattoo. And he he is that emotional and physical protector because he he will touch her and die vibes because it's in the happily ever alpha world by with Aurora Rose Reynolds, the boom factory and every single hero in any of those books are super like uber, like possessive and like alpha. But he's so kind and thoughtful in the way that he... She, she feels so comfortable talking to him about what happened and how they move past it. And the fact that like he, she trusts him to be there for her when bad things happen again, like it is without thought that he and the people like he associates with will help her in every moment that she needs. So like he, he gives her this new family. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, next for me is Duet by Julie Chris. This is book one in a rock star series that she is doing right now, and I'm anxiously waiting for book three to come out later this month. Um, but in this series, he is kind of a has been rock star. He's out of the scene, but going back into the scene. And she is considered, she's older and considered a spinster and piano teacher. And he's going back out on tour into the limelight after being off tour for like 20 years. And she doesn't want anything to do with that. She doesn't want anything to do with him and the rock star lifestyle. She's okay being in the background. He goes out of his way to emotionally protect her and be okay with that. She's a little more introverted and a little more shy. And that, you know, being on tour and the rock star lifestyle isn't for her. And um, it really, you know, they're very much opposites, but in the same way, the same, because it's his stage persona. It's not really who he is in real life. He tries to be as incognito around the world as he can when he's out in public. So, um, but it really shows the depth of that. You know, when you're the extrovert, that sometimes, you know, you can protect the person you're with if they're an introvert. And so, Duet by Julie Chris does a really great job of showing that emotional protection. Um, okay, Heather, what you got next? I have another mafia.
3: Um, and this one is Harukai, or Kai, he goes by. Um, and this is in the Syndicate series uh, by author duo Kala Riley. So Kai, how their mafia series is super fascinating. And I kind of talked about this before, but they have all these different um, like syndicates that are all kind of interconnected. So you have the Russians, you have the Italians, you have the Irish, you have the, all these different mafias and they're all kind of tied together. And so it's sort of like an arranged marriage. So Kai meets Cleo and um they kind of have this connection and she's allowed to date um several guys and the guys of her dad is going to let her pick but in reality that's not going to happen and kai becomes extraordinarily protective of her because she he doesn't trust her dad at all so he puts like his two guys on her mansion and like follows her everywhere gives her a secret phone and they um they just fall in love through texts and calls and it's so great he would literally burn the world and he basically does he like implodes his life and he gives zero x
2: because it's all about her okay i love love that so
0: much rachel what you got
2: um lol from one timer by tegan hunter it's book three in the carolina Comet series which is a hockey romance series it's nku um lol and hollis have a one night stand and she ends up becoming pregnant and he is super protective of her all around like protective of her emotions making sure she has everything she needs it was a lot of fun because they're not a couple at the beginning so it's not like you're like typical person who's protective of their pregnant wife or girlfriend. and it was just it was a lot of fun to read because I don't he's super grumpy,
0: like just everything about it's great. You really like that series too. I love mm-hmm. that <clears throat> series. We need to read that. I love it.
1: We do. It's on the list.
0: I know it's on. we the list. have a
1: list. but Leah. again, if it came out this year, we can't read it right
0: now. <laughs> Leah, what's your next book?
1: Okay, my next book is Beautiful Life by Bryn Asher. This is Tony and Lee's book. So Lee um, and Tony were childhood friends. She always had a crush on him. He is older, um, goes off to law school, and she marries a trash person who is abusive. And so she is stuck in this situation where she... And so she finally gets out of it he handles her divorce and he is just everything that she needs because he is in love with her but he recognizes the fact that she is not ready and capable of moving to that next step because she is healing because she is dealing with the the emotional and physical like upheaval that her ex everything that he did to her but he tony is like so swoony and he he waits and takes his time and he brings her out of her shell that she has like just went into because she didn't have a great mom and her sister is a trash person as well so she didn't have the best home life but she had his family and his cousin is her best friend so she's had this amazing family that she's always wanted to be a part of that hasn't been a part of but he when he when he sees that like his the opportunity is there for him to to get in there he does he does not hold back and then he like, he does everything he can to make sure that she is happy and comfortable and safe
0: okay so this is our final book recommendation for protectors that do not follow under the typical recommendations so <clears throat> Everybody just didn't get the eyes that I got, but they're there, people. So Leah actually uh, mentioned this author's world, but I'm actually going to recommend a series by the author that owns the world. And that is the Underground King series by Aurora Rose Reynolds. These guys are mafia, but not mafia, but mafia. And they are total touch her and die vibes. And I've often talked about assumption that has the absolute best scene romance the
1: vibe. Like they, there actually is touch her die moments. Yeah.
0: Like even when the heroine is fighting with one of their friends, he's all like, "Don't touch her! Like mm-hmm. stop!" Anyway, it's really such a great series, and all these men are over the top, love their women. But they there's a good balance between emotional protection and physical protection between all of them because their lives are slightly dangerous. Well, and I like
1: the fact too, it's not it's not always easy. No, it's not easy. Like the heroines do not make it easy.
0: No, these are not like wilting flowers. Simpering, like fools. That are waiting. She is not tied to the railroad tracks. Like she is cutting the rope and chewing it off with her teeth wait you know and not waiting for him to save her but he she comes was, anyway
1: she was punching the balls yeah so she didn't even get
0: tied onto the railroad tracks um okay heather what's your last book Rick?
3: okay so it's not they're they're former military but they're not like in a protection force but it was it's just so damn good i can't not talk about it again
1: we'll uh, it.
3: it's the Mat- montana sanctuary series by <gasps> no this one I this one I,
1: I definitely will allow it works
3: and Janie Crouch so they're former military but they own like a sanctuary where they take in former military that have PTSD and they provide a safe place for them and they have a horse ranch so they take in people and Lucas is the guy who kind of runs it and Evelyn just sort of lands there she's running from something and he can't figure out what but he um, is a very quiet protector. He, like, does all of these things to protect her without, like, coming over the top um, and very emotionally supportive of her. But as soon as that woman's in danger, it's like, look the F out, because he is going to burn
0: the world down. <laughs> Rachel, what you got?
2: Um, I'm going to go with Reese from Twisted Games by Anna Wong. He's a bodyguard to a princess. He's super, super broody. She tests him at every turn. His job is to protect her, but she eventually, you know, breaks down his walls a little bit and it becomes more than just a job. And I like this series a lot. It's a little bit dark. All the heroes are really alpha and protective, but Reese is probably my favorite. It's the second in a series. It's in KU definitely definitely recommend it
0: um and that series is trending and people just love it like they devour it from book one to book four so i i don't think you're alone in your love of that book it's not one that any of the rest of us have read so
1: Mm -hmm. it's
0: good um leah last book
1: okay so my last one it's a tough choice because there's a lot, but I'm going with Shattered Sea by Catherine Cowles. This is book four in the Tattered and Torn series. It is Bowdoin and Lakin's story. So Lakin has physical issues. She has emotional issues. She She's kind of a mess, but she's not a mess at the same time. But she is this, she's just a wonderful character. And then Bowdoin is he's an actor who is hiding in Wolfgap because he is, he's doing some research at Ramsey's ranch, but he, the way he is with Lakin in D de- like helps her move past her past and the way that he treats Her physical ailments and how he's like, there's a, there's a scene where she is having trouble shaving her legs. And he was like, I got this. Like, and just the fact that it wasn't even a question of whether or not she wanted help. Like she was hurting. She couldn't physically like make it happen. He's like, you, you just, you just sit there and I will do this for you because I want to make things easier for you, he just is.
0: I think Catherine writes a lot of protective heroes. She,
1: she does it actually. I couldn't decide between Bowdoin and Calder, but there's just something about that scene. With but the even bathtub. if you think about
0: Beckett and how he oh yeah with you know with uh, Abby. so oh, she just is. that's a type just, of hero. They're caregivers. They are, they are the hero, the protector that cares. Um. Okay, so all of these book recs will be available on our on-the-shelf show notes, so just check out our website at bookcaseandcoffee.com to add all of these books to your TBR. (laughs) You're welcome. It is that time, everyone, for our book of of the the week. week. Okay, let's start with Leah. Leah, what's your book of the week?
1: My book of the week is actually a new to me author. Um, I read justice by K. C. Lynn. Um, this is a, <laughs> excuse me. It's a second chance secret baby romance. And this author has actually been on my TBR for a while, but I was actually, I was trolling Katherine Cowell's <laughs> Facebook group the other day. And she was like, this is a really good book. You should read this. And I was like, I will read that one today, <laughs> but it was just really good. Like it, it's these three brothers who are foster brothers and they're anti-heroes and I love an anti-hero and they're rough and they are there's there's just it's just a really good book.
0: Heather what's your book of the week? I was gonna take yours but
3: I no take anyone. mine because I have another one I can nope. do because I want everyone to know about this series um okay. so it is Swan Hearts by Emmy Sanders it is book four in the plum valley series um it's an mm series very angsty she will literally rip your heart out and then she will put it back together so this is um this story is like decades long so these guys have this on and off and there's reasons why they can't be together and it is just beautiful you will ugly cry it is a must read series
2: for me Okay.
0: Rachel, what's your book of the week?
2: So mine is a set of two novellas. Um, it's Snowden with the Player and Sneaking Around with the Player by Rebecca Jenshack. They are short and sweet holiday novellas. The heroines are twin sisters. It's set in her value universe. The first one is Brother's Best Friend, and the second one is Brother's Rival. So it. It's a lot of fun. Both of them will be out by the time anyone's listening to this. Definitely (laughs) recommend them. I love college romances written by Rebecca Jenshack. So definitely give them a And those
0: covers are adorable. They are adorable. They're so cute. Okay. So I have to say, Leah and I have been down a little bit of a Santa,
1: Christmas. Santa kink.
0: Novella (laughs) reading and Santa kink. And, um, but- all of it is in a quick shot that will have already dropped when this episode drops. So I didn't want to use this as my book of the week because you will hear in those quick shots about my new Santa, um, kink that I've discovered. Thank you, Sawyer and Lisa. Um, but what I, my book of the week is path to you by Carrie and Ryan. This is book three in the wilder Brothers series. And, um, As I said earlier, I think I must be in my stand stage of Carrie and Ryan, because if she's writing it, I'm reading it. Like, I don't even typically read Paranormal, but I totally am reading her stuff. So Um, this story, Path to You, is Everett and Bethany. It's a Hollywood normative relationship, and he is living with a traumatic brain injury that has him forgetting the first time they ever met and the five days they spent together. And um, it is spicy, sexy goodness. And he's totally a protector. But she protects him too in a very sweet and special way. And I just really love their characters. I find that the women, even when Carrie and Ryan writes a female main character, even though she, you know, might have something that isn't perfect or needs quote unquote fixed or protected. These women are still incredibly strong and doing it themselves. They do not need their heroes or their partners to fix anything for them. They got it, but it's nice to have that support. So that book dropped on December 5th and everybody should be reading it.
3: It is that whole, if you haven't read the Wilder Brothers series from Carrie and Ryan, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You might as well just go do it. And you're welcome.
0: Well, and they do stand well on their own, I would say, because honestly, if you read them individually, this is not a series I think you can binge because all the brothers have all my names.
1: It's the worst trying to keep track Mm -hmm. of which which brother it is.
0: But the
3: only reason
1: if you're listening, never do this again.
3: Give us a family tree, Carrie Ann Ryan.
0: No, also, I pull up her website. It's on letters. my phone so that I can see like which brother is in which book. And today I was talking to Leah and I'm like, it's Everett. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I'm sure I just finished the book. But you weren't sure. So you had to I had to but I wasn't. It so I had to look it up. But
1: yes, Carrie Ann, if you're listening, while we love these books, it is a hot mess in our heads. <laughs> I don't anyway. know how the fuck she wrote that series. I don't know.
0: Like Keeping them straight. Um. Okay. You can find our books of the week tagged and linked in our on the shelf show notes um, and add those to your TBRs also. Okay.
1: You can also find a list of all of our upcoming events, including book club, happy hours, plot a book, and reading challenges at bookcaseandcoffee.com
0: backslash events. So we are in the midst of the clear the TBR challenge right now in honor of these last few weeks of 2022. We want to help you get some books off of your TBR. Um, This is any book that's been on your TBR for more than 45 days, starting October 25th through December 31st. Any book you read off your TBR can count as an entry. We are giving away um, some buzzing about romance swag and a gift certificate to a um, bookish retailer. Yes, that's, <laughs> we have money for a bookish retailer so you can get all the bookish things. Um, we are hosting individual group reads, individual group reads. That's kind of the wrong thing to say. Each
1: We're hosting group reads on our Discord channel. So yes, each, week. <laughs> each week we have chosen a book. You can read the book and join us over on our Contemporary Romance Discord channel And chat about the book. The next group read is The Bet by Max Monroe. And if you need to, if you have not joined our Discord channel, we have some really great like channels. There are some Patreon exclusive ones that you're locked out of unless you're part of our Patreon, but we talk about all the books, book recs. We talk about life things. Really, it's just a fun place to be. If you have some grievances you need to air, that is the place to
0: go. Well, and we do have book festivus coming up at the end of December.
1: We do have book festivus coming up.
0: So we host lots of events for um, all of our uh, community members. So you can check us out there. Um, support us on Patreon. There's some new express- There are some new exclusives coming up over there, such as Buzzing After Dark and Should You Read It. Um.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway. Everyone, thank you for bringing us protector romances that are not your typical protector romances.
3: You're very welcome, anytime.
0: <laughs> the I love that you're there. challenging
3: us. I really do. I really appreciate that you're challenging us to read different authors and- Well, and <laughs> also
1: we're teaching future us to be good on the Goodreads shelves.
0: Correct. Just put put your books on the right shelves, people. Um, Until next time, everyone. Happy
1: reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our
2: on-the-shelf show notes.